welcome to In My Opinion, The Good Fight Podcast. This one covering Season 5, Episode 2, titled Once There Was a Court. I'm the host, Mike Marbach. Today I'm joined by Tia Kemp. Hello. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. Ian Cobb. Hello. And Molly Scullion. Hello. Hello, everyone. All right, we're just going to dive right into our first impressions this week. I want to hear what you got, Tia. Two words. Carmen Moyo. And one word, Elvin from the Cosby Show. (laughs) That's his name. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Out of of all the times for Elvin from the Cosby Show to appear on The Good Fight right after Cosby is released. It's a story to this. All right, I'm going to let Keen tell that story because I would love to know the deets. But I literally texted everybody and I was like, what the heck is going on with Cosby? I wish there was a good fight episode that addressed this. And then I turn on episode two and there's Alvin. Anyway, yeah, I'm just, the timing, the timing is just very interesting. Um, back to Carmen. I had no idea she is exactly what I needed on this show. Right. After mm-hmm. seasons of Maya, like she's like a low key superhero and I, I just, I love her so, so much. And yeah, I have nothing else to say. I love the episode. And then of all the things for them to do, not only do they bring back Charles Lester, right? Mm-hmm. They par- they pair him <laughs> with Carmen. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. I just like, can I just, I, I just wanted to throw confetti as I watched the episode. It was just so good. There were other mm-hmm. things too, obviously, but yeah. I, I think I, because I think when people leave that you love, you know, it's like, oh, I'm so sad Adrian's gone. I'm so sad Luca's gone. I was just ready to not, just to be bored, to not really like anyone. And so she was just a pleasant surprise. So those are my thoughts so far. Keen? Um, yeah, this was a really fun episode. And I think I think because of COVID, obviously they kind of had to get everybody back up to speed because all of the, everything they crammed into the first episode would have, had their own episodes, like every little snippet or whatever. So this being like its real first episode of the season was really good. Um, I liked Marissa looking out for Carmen, not even intentionally, but like just in how it was written. Just like, hey, this is what they do. Blah, 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 blah. So that was cool to ha- like have a, like a slight guiding hand. Um, I love seeing, uh, I think Barry, that piece of shit. <laughs> I love I love seeing him be like, yeah, you can't come in here. But the it's COVID. Yeah, no shit. He's still. I renewed mine. Come on, what are you, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like the the court the courthouse the having to find it was really fun. Um, I love that Jay is actually being an investigator this year. This is cool. This is great. <laughs> He's not. Hopefully, he doesn't have any more hallucinations. Um, but with Elvin, a few almost like maybe a little bit before COVID. Someone saw that he was working, I think, like at like either I'm gonna say Caldor, that's closed for like 20 years. Um, Trader Joe's. Yeah. Someone seen him and like a hiring agent was like, no, because if I remember, he's like a classically trained actor. Mm-hmm. Like he was in like um, a few different like plays and shit. So uh, someone reached out to him, a casting agent, and got him some work. So that's, oh, and T, I'm sorry, but like, how are you hyped this, not, not hyped to see Elvin? When uh, the, the the I forgot his name Lester was uh, the Cosby neighbor. He had the, uh, right. the real chubby chubby kid for his son. I you know what I forgot all about that Peter. Yeah, <laughs> Peter. Fucking <laughs> Peter. <laughs> nice, yes. nice recall. Great, great episode. Great episode. I loved yeah. it. Lots of well-timed Cosby connections in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack. Ah! <laughs> Uh, I also loved the episode. Uh, I love the, I, I feel like I, I can't remember the last time they've had a character introduction quite like Harmon, aside from maybe Luca in The Good Wife. But like, even then we kind of got like Luca's deal pretty quickly. Uh, I don't, I can't wait to find out what the fuck Harmon's deal is. I have yes. no idea. I'm so yes. excited. <laughs> um, and then obviously the, the other guests, well, the other main cast member this season, which follows in the tradition of, you know, we got we got that all access, we got that plus money, so we're getting a big star. <laughs> season three was Michael Sheen. Last season, it was John Larroquette. Uh, and the, the, the surprisingly returning Hugh Dancy. Never would have expected <laughs> to see Caleb again. I did not think I was going to see that man's that face again. wild. Uh, but uh, yeah, that you know, that's our Mandy. 
That's Mandy, baby. Mm-hmm. Love, <laughs> That's love Mandy, seeing Mandy. Baby. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that at least once a recording yeah. for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, yeah, really liked it. And I, I think after the impressive and difficult feat of last week, I, I think they pulled off something equally difficult uh, this week, which is just getting us back into a t- typical rhythm, but also making that feel exciting and propulsive. Mm. Molly. Um, yeah, I, I loved everything about it. Um, excited about Carmen. I think I realized that Carmen, what it did to me, the introduction of Carmen was like at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, right. Adrian and Luca weren't even in that episode. Like I wasn't, yeah. I was worried I was going to be thinking about that yeah. the whole time I was watching. And I did, I didn't have that um, just because I think that introduction was so well done. And then of course, yeah, Mandy's courtroom. I, I've, I laughed very heartily several times throughout this episode at him and that was just a a fun experience to have with the good fight not that there aren't funny moments previously but this seemed to be embracing it in in a new way so i'm excited about everything to come i agree with all that uh i wholeheartedly echo everything about carmen boyo uh fantastic character uh like all of you i just cannot wait to see more of the character and more behind uh what's what's making this character coming in right out of the gate just like yeah i'll align myself with some criminals <laughs> you know I'll, I'll, I'll wheel and deal behind the scenes and do just enough to not get myself uh locked up sure um yeah uh what else oh, yeah mandy in this one mandy patinkin uh the whole people's court thing that he has going on even pulling mm-hmm. from seemingly the judge wapner if you're familiar with the old people's court mm-hmm. he was the one of the original if not the original judge there uh, so yeah, just super, super fun episode all around, uh, and really sets things up, uh, in a great way going forward. And, and the episode even ends like, and so it begins like, like this is the beginning of the season. Here we are and we go. We're going to start with rebuilding the firm. So throughout this episode, uh, and last episode a little bit, uh, you have Adrian gone, Luca gone. So there are positions that need to be filled, uh, and there's some, uh, going back and forth between Diane and Liz about who's going to fill it. And the whole thing with Diane, is she going to step down? Is is she going to be replaced? Uh, so I want to hear what your thoughts are around those various issues that have popped up in, in this one. Uh, I love the fact that they were so vocal, the partners were so vocal about being named or being a named partner. But when it was time to actually do work, mom was the fucking <laughs> word. All right, so who wants to head up that department? That's what I thought. Okay. Um, uh, so I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm hoping, which I don't know, but I'm, I really hope they bring back that, like, um, I forgot all of their names, but, like, uh, was it Leah? The um, I, I can't remember any of their names. But, uh, like, the three or four other associates that they kind of was, like, hanging around yeah. in season four. So I'm hoping they bring them back and kind of, like, promote one of them at least. Um, I think as far as like the partner, the partner kind of thing, I don't know if Julius has like the, I hope he becomes the partner, but I don't know if he has the, I think, I think because of like what he got arrested for, it might be a bad look (laughs) as far Mm -hmm. as him being a partner. And if you saw like a little peek of it at the end of the episode, their new logo is amazing. Uh, Reddick Lockhart, how the R goes into the so L cool. like <laughs> you can't they're, gonna, they're gonna have that for like two minutes I'm so <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> can't get rid of that logo it's too good um I love this scene with uh her and Kurt Kurt's walking in like all right you're listening to music you don't listen to <laughs> and then you ask me a question knowing you want an <laughs> argument you want me to say what you want to say but you don't want to say it so it's like um I hope she stays on but I wouldn't be surprised if that's her, if this goes past this season to a season six, that's her way of kind of like stepping down and stepping away. And then it shifts completely over to uh, Liz. So I'm hoping so, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone like comes up and take it. And Oh, my bad. Last thing. Um, it was a beautiful shot when Liz was looking at Adrian's office in the frame and then Carmen stepped into it. And I was like, Ooh, oh. okay. Nice little foreshadowing. I've been picking up on stuff. Okay. So yeah, that was a that was a good move. 
Oh, yeah, Liz is making me real nervous. I just everything. <laughs> I know we'll talk about her with Carmen too, but like I just I don't believe anything she's saying to anybody, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm anxious about all of it. And yeah, I oh man, I don't know that that interaction that they that her and Diane had. I was glad they finally talked. That's what I was saying mm-hmm. all episode. I was like, these women need to just sit down and actually talk to each other. Um, and also I, I was very anxious that like diane was not going to give liz the corner office i was like in what world would it would that possibly be a debate yeah. Yeah. and that's what i did i did like liz's response of like i feel like i should say thank you but i feel like i shouldn't say it. and i'm yeah. like yeah no you shouldn't but yeah i don't know i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling nervous yeah the time. way that they uh liz had kind of qualified the one statement that she says, like, as long as I have the power to do so, he will always remain. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like there's some something there that she's it's gonna happen, but mm-hmm. she her conscience would be kind of clear of it. Uh, so she'll set other things in motion to make it make it happen. And then that exchange, uh, oh you're think you're thinking uh Caleb? I'll, I'll think about it. Uh what about Julius? <laughs> I'll think about it. I what well, what do you want? I want time to think about it. <laughs> and then she just goes off. Ooh, yeah, there's some problems. Uh, did you sleep with Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna go call Julius. <laughs> Which, that's, oh, that, I did. I, I, I did really. Like, lo- oops, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. No, you. I, was you, say, you. I think that's the closest this show will ever come to having Dan Lockhart realize she's in a TV show. <laughs> like, oh, of course, those hot people slept together. Yeah. <laughs> her face. Her face yeah. when they were like talking to each other. Yes. <laughs> Just the like very very slow look back and forth. Wait, uh, has that ever happened to y'all? Like in real life, where there's like an interaction, yes. and you're and you're like, did you two sleep together? <laughs> the, uh, yes. Uh, Jack had mentioned this, uh, I think, in the initial, the first impressions. But yeah, of all the people in the good verse that I would have thought to have seen. This guy was not one of them. <laughs> I did not expect to see, yeah, to ever like, see Caleb back. Just written off, 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 can't like off, off site the whole time. I was like, when he came back, all like COVIDish, COVIDish, the long hair, <laughs> yeah. the, the longer hair, the scruffier face. Yeah, COVID. That's what happens. So yeah. And I don't know what to make of it because it's like, if it's not gonna mean more than that, why do it? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I feel. Maybe it's a contract thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it was them trying to like tie some kind of bow. I mean, obviously they mm-hmm. weren't going to spend time last episode when they have to tie it to much larger bows up. Uh, but I did, they did release a, there was an interview about this past episode where they talked about that of all the plot lines that were like dropped because of COVID, anything with Caleb was like the most substantial cut. Uh, that 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 mm. what we now have is like a, a severely truncated version of what they had planned. Mm. Uh, that was supposed to have like a much larger uh, effects and implications in that season, uh, oh, but yeah. COVID. Yeah, at least the COVID cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a uh, Zack Snyder. Am I right? Yes. Longer, You're not wrong. Very <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh, um, no, yeah, I was just thinking about the conversation between Kurt and Diane, and just, I'm glad they showed a little bit more of their dynamics um, outside of just Trump administration and just getting Mm -hmm. more of how, you know, Kurt thinks of how Diane is wrestling with this, which she's so right to be wrestling with it, and then to hear Kurt, you know, talk about, ah, identity politics is breaking this country apart and just you know just the fact that Kurt like a lot of white men just don't he doesn't understand like you know just systemically like hey things haven't been so great because y'all mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um so how do we you know there there is some action steps that need to be considered but he's just like oh you're good at it just do it um and I'm definitely about Diane staying at the firm um but I just I, I'm glad that they showed um that side of it but then it's also like Diane, don't ask her what he think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you know he got to He's you know what he's gonna think, especially if she brings up you know the fact that I'm white and it's a black firm. Kurt don't care about that. That's the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I don't know, and I like that he he knew that too. He's like, well, you're asking me, so obviously yeah. <laughs> you know what answer you want, right? <laughs> like, 
I do yeah. think it is a quintessentially neoliberal thing of being like, I hate conservative politics, but if there is one that could maybe just help me at this moment for a little bit, I can have a little taste, just a little, little sweet little taste. I do, I feel like I picked up on what might be some foreshadowing in uh, the Wagner plotline uh, because they're having that conversation about the uh, defendant's politics. Uh, and she's like, I can never get married to someone like Trump. And then he starts like kind of grilling Diane about it and she's avoiding That's the question. Right. That like mm. flagged me and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, just on, on that for a moment, uh, just outside the, the show, I just enjoy, again, that Molly and Jack don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool to hear them actually theorize and, and speculate on, on what's to come. Molly? Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking if I wonder what would have happened in that moment when she asked him if he voted for him and he said no. Like if he had said yes, how would that have changed the course? Oh. Of ever, I, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I'm I'm curious because it's like, yeah, he didn't vote for him, but then became like as involved as you possibly could. Yeah. Almost. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. Hmm. Uh, anything more on the rebooting of the firm? We didn't talk too much about Julius. Uh, I just, I like to see there? Julius take yeah. a breath. Yeah, Julius. <laughs> the very first thing he does when we see him is take a drink. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And if, I went to a, and if I went to a bar and the bartender says, what do you, will, will you have a drink? And I say, yes, I will have a drink. Surprise me, please. And that man brings me water. I'm leaving. That's not a, that's not a drink. I, I'm just saying maybe half of my walk. So Julius comes on and imagine my surprise. We will discuss at the, uh, <laughs> in our last portion. So we don't bore people oh, yes. that couldn't care less. Yes. Um, I thought, well, I guess I'm not too surprised that he would lose his judgeship. I didn't expect that he would be like, get out of jail and now he's back on the bench. Um, but dude has fallen. Yeah. Fallen and, and he's like, he's taking his price way down. You're yeah. Getting, he had, had a bargain basement price. Right. You're getting <laughs> bet, a deal. I bet that, uh, I bet that Lyft driving thing, it don't sound too bad now, huh? Mm. He, he, mm. he was like, oh no, I got to listen to Memo 618, I can never be a Lyft driver. Now, come on, man. Now he's begging. Ridiculous. Well, he's not begging, but the deal thing is making him feel better. Yeah. So how, how, is, how is it Julius versus Caleb? You've known the man for a decade, Diane. <laughs> right. You've worked with him for 10 years. Yeah. Well, we yeah. did have one Zoom call with, uh, with Caleb <laughs> right after we found, we're, we're surprised that uh, he was free in the first place. And one of the partners fucked him, so that needs to be considered. <laughs> How much weight does it carry? All right. Uh, Let's move on now. If there's any other further thoughts or anything comes to you, you can add it to the end. Uh, Let's go to uh, someone that I don't believe has come up in the podcast at this point yet, but uh, Carmen Moyo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, right. Right, right, right. This is the new character that was introduced this episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? And she's got short natural hair and I love it. We don't see a lot of lead characters with short natural hair. 4C is the curl pattern you see. Okay. Um, anyway, yes, Carmen Moyo is, yeah, that, I don't know what, I'm just going to make a lot of reactions. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass along to Molly. Go. Hot spot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I I I loved it. I feel like the good wife really and good verse, I should say, really likes um is not afraid to be very patient with characters and make mm-hmm. them the absolute quietest people on their first episode, especially, I think. And I I just think this took it to a 10, which was amazing. But you had such her just her first of all, her fearlessness, obviously. Um uh I loved her fun fact um of i hate games <laughs> that just that was great um but again i'm i'm anxious about liz i don't know mm-hmm. i don't like the way i don't like the way she's talking to her is she insecure I, yeah i don't know what i'm like she, yeah i i feel i feel nervous just possibly worried about her firm and how uh, entangled uh 
Carmen may be getting. She should be happy. Carmen should have been celebrated in that moment. She she's sneaking yeah. around, showing up at the court. She's making faces. <laughs> uh, and then even when Carmen is like so calm and secure, uh, here go Liz. You just don't give a damn what anybody thinks about you, huh? Okay, I'm gonna mentor you. You know, it was very like I'm like I would be like ill. I wouldn't want to be mentored by you because you tripping. And then here go Carmen, so smooth. Uh, I really respected your father. And then Liz is like, oh, gulp, gulp. Oh my gosh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic to watch. I -hmm. just have learned that I am a very gullible, naive person who wants everybody to get along yeah <laughs> like if i like two characters and they don't get along it's really hurts my heart <laughs> and barry gets uh as we said before oh, can't go in because yes. the license and she's like i can handle this she's like yeah but you can't do this or that or the other thing uh i can listen okay and it comes back out and she's like it was a long time what happened i talked about the wi-fi and how the food sucks <laughs> that's it I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see if Barry gets any further characters characterization beyond just he kind of sucks as a dude. (laughs) Barry, that actor, that that whole scene just made me love that actor. Oh yeah. Even more, like even when again things that Carmen should be applauded for. uh, Carmen's like listening to him, and he goes. You taking notes? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like she was like standing there eating ice cream cone. He's like, you taking notes? Uh, and then where was the part? Uh, like later when she says, "Oh, I can do this." When you know he realizes he can't go in, uh, and he goes, "You can't do it alone." Like everything he does is just—he's just negative. And I, I love mm-hmm. the way everything. they, yeah, and I love the way they flipped it on his head. You know, after he's going after her, that it's like, dude, you can't come. It's just the power. How quickly his power was taken away. Oh, I wish they would do that more often with annoying characters. <laughs> I just, just like to think that every line Barry has in the script is just as a parenthetical that says appalled. <laughs> you want to do what with the firm? <laughs> you want to hire what? <laughs> what do you mean we won? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I love, uh, I love the introduction. I love that it was just a so like. And it was they, the way they did was really cool to show the whole crop of new people. And then when they slowly mm-hmm. panned to her and stopped, I was like, okay. And then they did the comparison. Like someone had like a nice little leather bound book. She turned hers over. She just bought the shit. She was like, let me pull this off. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, and I just love, like, I, I, I'm really excited. Like uh, people have said already, I'm really excited to see her past, see what led her to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and how... I didn't think about it, but the fact that she was like, I don't like games. She's going to be serious as hell. Mm-hmm. They were like, do this, this, that. Like, all right, cool. I'll shut up. I'll listen and I'll leave. That's exactly what she did. Just so just so happens, she gives a fuck. Yeah. What a novel concept. She was just like, I'm reading this. This don't look right. It don't add up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her knowing Spanish, Revi was just like, okay, this is new, new young blood. She actually cares. Let me see what mm-hmm. I can get out of this. Mm-hmm. Got some candy in the courtroom. <laughs> I mean, and that actor, the play, guy playing Revy is- He's great. Phenomenal. Yeah. So I, good. I know I've seen him in other things. I can't remember any of um, them. There are two Desperate Housewives people in this particular episode. The Foyne <laughs> judge and Oscar Revy. <laughs> oh, that judge was good looking. They had a little, uh, <laughs> with the, with the, with the, um, the, the lazy five o'clock shadow beard. Yeah. And um, his name is uh, Wick Stilton. <laughs> I was like, yes. It's like, that's like such a male stripper name, but he's a judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oscar, Oscar Reeve is, uh, yeah, as King said, pretty, pretty damn great. I, I did love that scene. And I, I like that that concern about Carmen Moyo's actions isn't like exclusive to Liz, that like the judge even had to have a moment mm-hmm. where he's like, are you? Like, <laughs> obviously he was far more demeaning than Liz was. Because uh, he was just like, no, you're just like a little baby girl in, in big boy court. Are you <laughs> sure? Do you know where your mom is? Right. Um, but that that what she's doing, which uh, to, to paraphrase Breaking Bad, uh, she's not being just a criminal lawyer. She's like flirting with being a criminal lawyer, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. on the line, like really walking that tightrope. So like it, it helps like understand like why it is a concern 
because and, and this is something that's been uh, a concern in good wife's past I, I think in season two when they were like everyone say hello and then pretty quickly goodbye to michael ely and his friday night lights friend mm. uh before they left uh but i i think it's very interesting to see like the inception of that and not just as like oh i'm you know i'm taking deals i'm cutting deals i'm just trying to make money of someone who's just like no i'm just gonna do good at my job and this was the opportunity that i'm taking yeah if uh, it were to be the case that Carmen's character is the child of someone that Reddick Bozeman put away years ago, <laughs> and, <laughs> and now she is like working her way up to destroy the firm from the inside, wouldn't be too surprised. I don't think that's the case, but it's, there's just that sort of energy to it. Mm -hmm. Something's up for sure. Also, I do this oh, go ahead. So this is very small, so can ignore it. But isn't it true that it's always David Lee who, like, <laughs> regardless brings of the firm. around yeah. the new, like, like happens to always be the person, right? Like <laughs> from Good Wife and yeah, yep. like, and it's at all different firms, but it always <laughs> happens that he is there. I think that's really fun. Anyway, I just thought of that. And I think it's that same thing too. Did, didn't he say that in the first episode? Uh, those seats are for clients. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now he's a kind of liaison between the two, right? Or he's working with for STR Laurie. What's what's his deal? I guess. Well, yeah, I think he works for STR Laurie. Yeah, because he was like, my office is up there. You can't go up there unless you're invited, and you won't be invited. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess we're not gonna see Johnny Larry anymore. I don't feel like it. Yeah, didn't expect to see Caleb though. Oh, yeah, God. you know, maybe we'll get him on a Zoom. Uh, or that other partner with STR Lori that was just missing the whole season that they kept recording. Oh, but, he'll show oh Bobby. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, are we talking about someone else but not Raul Esparza? <laughs> I'm just always trying to talk about Raul Esparza. That's just me. <laughs> Another thing that I liked about the Carmen thread is uh, Charles Lester uh, coming back. I wasn't sure we were going to see him again because uh, mm -hmm. right. he represented um, Bishop. Lamont Bishop, Chicago's yeah. top drug dealer. Former, supposed former. I'm legit now. Uh, yeah, because they he took his business elsewhere. So it was nice to see Charles Lester back. Speaking of seeing Charles Lester, we have to send Molly on a mission, clearly. Because when Charles <laughs> says, I'm calling from the only payphone in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, which one is it? Mom? I'm like, Molly, where's the only payphone in Chicago? <laughs> so I totally thought of you. I was like, Molly, gotta let us know. Uh, also, uh, not just the Cosby connections, but we had a Princess Bride. Yeah. Princess Bride yeah. connections there with uh, Patinkin and uh, Sean. That's true. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, I'm good. Any other thoughts on Carmen? Uh, my my last thing on Carmen is that I think this show did a great job of representing your first day in an office and immediately becoming magnetized to the other most cynical person there that is also <laughs> freshly hired. It's like, okay, we got each other. We're looking out. We're not going to deal with any of like this part of the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate, I think that Pairing her with Marissa uh, was is going to be very effective. And probably the smartest part of being like Marissa's a lawyer now is so that we could get <laughs> someone that we know connected to Carmen in a way different than Liz's connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also love like in the good fight world, um, talking about Carmen, uh, 28 is a baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're 28 years old, you a baby. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this must be nice. Um, but yeah, Rivi is a client, and I also just love the turnaround um, from him just totally, uh, you know, not believing in her, um, underestimating her to just the respect. But yeah, that whole scene, because yeah. he was pissed. Cause he was like, mad. Because like he, mm -hmm. he even said it. He was like, for years, I've had lawyers say all this shit and then don't listen and then don't do anything. But the fact that he one the fact that Carmen broke out her Spanish was, was amazing, mm -hmm. and he was like, "All right, well, she knows exactly what I'm saying, so she's understanding. She's actually listening." And then the fact that I'm not even sure if Rivi knew, but the translator, which some translators do when they shouldn't, switching up what he's actually saying, and it's like, 
all right, dude, fuck you. She's actually listening. You're really not useful. I she can understand what I'm saying. So I like that scene. Um, and just the fact that she proved she's proving like whatever you need me to do, I'm here for that. But with some clients, that might be too much. But at the same time, I'm I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, it is a uh, pretty great when she calls the translator out on that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was he was he was <laughs> disgusted. Him and Barry needed to meet outside. Some <laughs> like, and share non-notes like wait what's she like, you okay he is here to serve you i can't tell him to leave but if you want to maybe <laughs> uh he's like get the fuck out yeah. <laughs> and then the uh quick thing with the candy another good carmen oh. moment uh mm-hmm. where she gets the candy from the court vending machine bailiff comes over oh, says right. you, can't do, you can't do that and she's like it's from the court vending machine it's already been checked i don't give a shit we'll talk to your superior superior see if he gives a shit and then just smushes them yeah, so immature. Not all of them. So, there were still so few good bars in there. I got, I got, I got to find out why they got to check the candy bars in the vending machines. Who went that far, conspiracy wise? <laughs> yeah, that they were like, all right, there's a gun in the Snickers. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was that brand of chocolate? I didn't recognize that. It was, it was like a, a fake knockoffs. TV brand. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought it was like a knockoff Snickers or something. Yeah, okay. kind of like how like you see Let's Chips in like every TV show. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything more on Carmen, you can chat about it at the end or winners and losers uh, or locks for that matter. Uh, let's go over to the case, which involves the People's Court. Uh, Judge Wagner presiding. What do you got? Tia, how nice was it to see Marissa <laughs> be bad at something? Uh, well, yeah, just but yes, but not really, because the judge <laughs> likes her. Of course, that's what I mean. It worked out for her mm-hmm. yet again. She, she, she's a she's, lawyer, but she's not a lawyer. Right? <laughs> she's the best of both worlds. And he and he loves it. And she totally steamrolled. The, okay, first of all, out of all the lawyers to partner Marissa up with, the one who's like, I'm not sure about this. We should call Diane. I'm confused. Maybe. Of course, of course, of course, Marissa ends up arguing the case on her first day. Even <laughs> Carmen didn't get that far. Um, like she did, but it was like in a way that was, you know, like, she kind of put in work. It wasn't like, I'm just going to jump in front of this and do it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and and of course, the judge likes Marissa to the point where even when the quote unquote real lawyers show up, the judge is like, bring Marissa back. <laughs> like, what are the odds? <laughs> right to Diane, too. Like, oof. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing was really trippy because it, like, it was a line between Diane and the other lawyer when he was trying to figure out if the snack pack was good or not was like uh he, he she said something like i don't understand anything right now it's like yeah that's the point it's like it things are so fucking crazy of course this works of course a random uh stock room mind you the employees of copy coop was in the background getting shit when they needed to which was very high <laughs> uh but like just the thought of and it, this kind of goes back to i want to say season three probably when they were saying like what is justice like mm-hmm. is it the rules or is it the like the moral code and for for uh for your boy mandy to be like you know what i'm sick of this shit i'm i gotta figure out how to it's crazy but the fact that i don't know how this is respected because it's like nine nine and three fourths what the fuck was that i mean i know there was like a harry potter reference and like the joke of, of it or whatever but it was just like how did he come up with a summons if this isn't a real court? Like, it's a lot of typewriter. questions. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing. Oh, typewriter. I, Good point. Good point. Well, then I was, I totally went back because I, I tend to hold grudges. So I went all the way back to how is it that Luca's brother was sued for giving law advice, yet this guy has a whole system and setup and nobody's like shut it down yet. So I'm kind of like, you know so i went back to that place but i'm just surprised there's, it's being allowed to just go on I'm, I'm i like the court but it's also like how does that work there is probably some uh just like there's parody rules to protect certain things uh there's probably something in the way that he's doing this that uh disclaimers that say this is not a real court um you are not legally bound kinds of kinds of stuff but I, I i'm sure that's something that we'll probably explore in, in coming then, episodes how the hell how the <laughs> hell can he afford the bailiff because the bailiff even told jay he was like yeah the after covid they cut You're they rich. cut our stuff yeah 
I mean, he like, rich. Fair point. It's like it's like those fair rich point. people who just need something to do, and it's like you know, I'm gonna start a circus full of puppies, and you're like, how did you get the resources? And it's like, I just you know, so I, he probably has a background where he's very rich, but he also likes a Grateful Dead. So I don't know. He's like, I feel like he's like a Ben and Jerry type guy. dude. Yeah, yeah. He's got property in Vermont. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I like that they do sort of explain how this can be happening by uh, defining it as arbitration, which like isn't isn't a court. It's just that this man is now making arbitration look like like wacky mm-hmm. court. Yeah. Um, so I I think I bought that. Uh, sort of description, um, mostly because uh, the guy that said it played Teffy on Broadway, so I'll trust him, whatever he says. Uh, he knows about the law, right? Uh, that's what that musical's about. Uh, and I really dug that, like, this is clearly going to be, like, the big, you know, like, existential question of the season uh, of just, like, why not? Like, why not this? Why, why are we letting our laws being handed down to us from like nine people that we did not get to pick when like we could just go to a guy? Why does a guy have less to say about what is just than the legal system that has clearly failed so, 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 so many people? Mm-hmm. And granted, this is also a, a, in the world of you know, the law that we've seen so far in the good verse, this is a relatively low stakes case, despite the, uh, you know, price tag on those yeah. educations. You know, I, I don't think we're going to be seeing any police brutality cases in wacky court. Uh, <laughs> but I think this is going to be a great venue to explore a lot of other like, post COVID legal issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got a another parasite reference. Got another yeah. Parasite reference. Yeah. Crossed over the seasons, baby. Right. <laughs> a film that had its moments. <laughs> <laughs> a little knifey at the end, but. <laughs> yeah, and the the case uh, is essentially the this this one person was hired by this group of rich um, uh, families to train not to school their kids during COVID, right? Uh, and they didn't like that some of the things that the kids were coming home, like my, my daughter came home, she called me Karen. <laughs> she said, I'm nothing but a rich bitch. <laughs> uh, so you're uh, mad she's right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I know. I'll show her, I'll sue the teacher. <laughs> That'll show her I'm a Karen. Yeah, and then they, they bring that witness up and uh, she's like, yeah, I pulled my, my kid out. It had nothing to do with the teacher. It had everything to do with all them pets. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them all. That's right. <laughs> that was good. Scorching earth. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, one other fun moment is when uh, Jay is showing the photo. The, and he's like, did you get that done in a copy coupon? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good prices, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good times. Oh, man. Yeah, and then he's like, just, yeah, don't don't push it, but good product placement. Right. <laughs> this is, this is two episodes in a row, Jay has advertised something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it the last time? Afrosheen. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, is that going to be a thing? Is that going to be his? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Did Jay always <laughs> get some moment where, he, where he's like. Instead of the, you know, the what, were, what were they, the uh, soliloquies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's now it's going to be the product placement every episode. Uh, at one point, the judge, they're in recess, and he just looks, starts looking on his phone and watching SpongeBob, it seems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that Paramount and, Plus. Cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the ruling, he, he, he rules in favor of the defendant uh, and calls them. He's like, uh, and by the way, this is bullshit. <laughs> you got to pay their, <laughs> their lawyer fees, too. Uh, and then he makes them do the like good game, good game, good game. I love you uh, and I respect you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, which I enjoyed. I'm yeah, they seem all to vaccinated. Like it too. <laughs> yeah, when they were like actually shake hands, I think Diane was like, "Wait, what? Like, you do want us to touch our hands mm-hmm. to each other?" Okay. Um, and he also throws in his opinion on parasite. It had its moments. It was no hell or high water, <laughs> but it had its moments. Yeah. Uh, also. Uh, shout out to Heather Burns from Miss Congeniality. 
I knew mm-hmm. she was, I guess she's been on episodes before. I forgot. Has she? Good wife or good fight? No? Yes? I don't know. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll get excited about a character and then later y'all like, she was on the good, good <laughs> wife episode three, season four. I'm like, ah, I forgot. But um, anyway, uh, her whole thing, what was it? Uh, her famous line of describe the perfect date. And she's like, April 25th. It's not too mm-hmm. hot, right. not too cold. Oh, that was her? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, I didn't know she that. Was a, she was very young at the time. But yeah, um, as soon as I saw her in the lobby, I was like, wait, that's somebody. She's going to have a thing. Um, but yeah, but it, that was she was a great uh, character for this case or a great person to add yeah. with Marissa. Because she was into it. Even when mm-hmm. Diane was like, do you want to do this? Did it all matter? And she's like, uh-uh, see them other parents. They going to use this to justify taking me to court in real court. So... It, and basically Let me kind get of the victory yeah right and she kind of you know challenged diane like you know if it doesn't like give me a win here i want a win here so mm-hmm. that kind of added the stakes to it so mm-hmm. yep uh the whole theatrical aspect of this court is is super fun too from mm-hmm. the, cut the shit uh sign which is tia's background uh presumably done <laughs> at copy coop the prices um to the audience mm-hmm. Uh, that is like uh, it seemed like the the audience were like married with children, <laughs> and they they are hooting and hollering uh, throughout the thing, uh, and the whole point system take a point away. I'm, oh, I'm wrong. Oh, when Diane starts quoting the uh, Grateful Dead, and uh, Schultz on the other side is like, what What are you talking about? Oh yeah, about? that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a yeah. demerit for mm. quoting Kenny Rogers. <laughs> the guy's like, no. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> and Marissa on her way out. Get some get some business in the people's yeah. court. Yeah. Another guy wants her to uh, represent him. Do you have That's, a card, Miss? Yeah. Oh, write down your phone number. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this thread or anything else that's popped up? Then we'll hit winners and losers. Then we'll end with our locks. I do hope that uh, Schultz, right? That's the other lawyer. <laughs> I hope we see more of him because I really liked him as like a possible recurring court adversary mm-hmm. i feel like it's been yeah. a while mm. since we've like had a, a recurring court adversary introduced yeah. in the good verse and he, mm-hmm. he's he's also currently the uh asshole lawyer on evil too so he he has it locked up not the same character different <laughs> okay. characters i was gonna ask yeah, no. okay. one I, don't, I looked it up the one on evil has a beard this one doesn't they're different <laughs> uh but but i i think danny brinson gives a, re- a really fun a performance is just a guy who's c- c- curious about eating yogurt and is happy to call shit out in the most like base way mm-hmm. and so on board with this uh with this nine and three quarters court oh yeah uh he's just like hey the court system's backed up uh covid pushed uh all these cases like a year year away um mm-hmm. if people want to do it here they want to pay us who cares if, you know, and if, and he says in that line too, I think somebody referenced it earlier about the arbitration, but he's like, if we agree to the terms here, it is arbitration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's, he may be back because other people may, other lawyers may be looking down their nose at the whole situation like mm-hmm. Diane originally was. So yeah, I do. I do. I agree with that. I'd yeah. like to see him back. All right. So let's hit winners and losers. Let's go winners first. Molly. Um, I'm going to give it to Carmen. Mm-hmm. No surprise, I don't think. Um, yeah, freaking rocked it. And I, I'm in awe and a little frightened by her. And I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Jack. Uh, I'm going to give it to Marissa. Uh, she got a, I know, I know to you. And I think that is a rightful criticism and concern, but it is undeniable that she had a very good first week. Uh, she came out on top and, and I think found the courtroom that is more suited to her specifically than any other person in Chicago. Keen. Uh, Judge, was it Wagner? Or... Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I, I want to see, because he knows the law. So I want to see, was he a lawyer? Like, was he a judge? Did he get memo 618? We don't know yet. <laughs> um, so oh, I want to see. know the law? I do we're gonna figure out. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> maybe just, does. maybe just smokes a bunch of weed, listens to Grateful Dead. Like, all right, I guess, I guess I'm a judge now. So I wanna, I wanna see it. But like, the to have the idea of like, hey, we're sick of that shit. Why don't we actually mm-hmm. have like real people talk out their problems, figure shit out, 
and once again, cut the shit. So mm-hmm. um, uh, he, he's the winner for this episode. <laughs> uh, and Keen remind me of one line. Uh, this is from Phoebe, uh, who was with Marissa originally to go to the court. Uh, she calls up Diane freaking out, and Diane's like, what are you talking about? Is it, is it a court? Like, no, it's a court someone invented. And Diane says, if it has no power and it has no jurisdiction, what does it have? And she says, a judge in a robe? <laughs> uh, which is basically uh, the facts. Uh, Tia. Well, I think my ultimate winner, obviously, is Carmen, but my winner for this particular uh, episode that we're doing since Carmen was taken is going to be Oscar Breezy. Yeah. Because yep. mm-hmm. yep. he got Carmen, bro. He got Carmen mm-hmm. and he got his candy bars. Mm-hmm. And he got and he got his one friend. <laughs> and he got his one friend, you know, to kind of uh, you know, say they did it. I mean, he's just he's he is winning right now after years of not winning. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, T you brought up something we I don't think we necessarily talked about. The deal that mm-hmm. was made there. I don't think they were friends. I think that this guy he knew this guy was going to prison for a long time. And he had the option of having it pretty easy or not having it easy. And Carmen Oscar- distinctly laid it out. She was like, yeah. look, it could be, it could be with a clear mind, it could be easier mm. for you. Yeah. So he essentially mm. offered him protection or at least not fucking him up. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And she, she kept her hands clean because it was brought up in court too. And she's like, hey, look at the tapes. Look at the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Play the tapes. All right, let's hit those uh, losers keen. Wait, Mike, did you say that? No, I didn't even get mine. Uh, I'm going to go with Schultz. Uh, Schultz, because this court has been going on for two, two and a half months at this point. No one really seems to take it seriously other than him. So he's probably been cleaning up. Yes, sir. uh, As a a lawyer uh, for all of these uh, nine and three quarter cases. Uh, All right, Tia, uh, thank you for remembering, (laughs) remembering me this time. My loser is Caleb. Enough said. Ah. Mm. <sighs> Jack, he... feel free to add details, but I'm just, I feel like Caleb is now a synonym. I mean, he, I mean he's not getting that episode. job. He's not getting that job. <laughs> yeah, but he remained relevant for at least one more episode. <laughs> That's more than we least... were expecting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keen? Uh, my loser is uh, probably the translator. Um, Cause I deal, I deal with like translators like every day. Uh, and like, it's amazing. It's amazing that they know more than one language, but that doesn't make you smart. So like <laughs> he was a bit of an idiot. <laughs> he just had a suit on <laughs> and was like, let me make sure it sounds nice. I mean, it's in this up, standing up, screaming about shitting profusely. And all mm-hmm. he says is he don't like the food. Like that's <laughs> come on, brother. <laughs> I need context to what he, he's yelling a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was definitely like a dork and yeah, yeah. fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. You spent five years looking at flashcards. You did it, buddy. <laughs> uh, Jack. Uh, I think for loser, uh, since I cannot say Caleb, uh, I am going to say uh, those other parents in the education pod. Fuck those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. Molly? Um, Liz. I don't, I don't yeah. know. She's, yeah. she's, she seems very stagnant, just in general. And I don't know. She's making me nervous, and I think she needs to go to therapy. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Diane. Diane Lockhart as my loser, because that is a very uneasy situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. With job, uns- you know, general job uncertainty. Um, and also her general mental state, like kind of feeling like, yeah, I don't really belong, you know, uh, but wanting to keep the job. So there's a whole lot going on, uh, in there that just is, uh, pulling her apart, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that is the pretty much end of the general portion of the, uh, podcast. We're going to hit our locks, stone cold locks for those of, the, of you that are hanging in there. Uh, this is our portion of the show where we discuss predictions that we have made uh, for the season and our little side locks uh, for uh, epi- that are a little more episode specific. Uh, so Tia, 
you wanted to make yes. your case for, for some points. Oh, I did. I would love for y'all to confer. I would like half a point, and you know why. What was the lock? That Julius takes a drink. Was that what? a side? No, that was a main lock, but you, 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 I, I think oh, the lock was, was that lock, Julius though. gets drinks. Was it a side lock? <laughs> I think it was a side lock because oh, oh yeah okay. it, was, it was yeah for this this crap oh, wait are we doing the main locks first let's let's just talk about <laughs> all right so uh tia julius drinks bam but but when you say it like that no but when you say it like that 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 almost hints towards alcohol yeah. no it it did it did but that's why i'm arguing for half of the lock because he did take a drink technically and i was not specific everyone assumed Right. And granted, discussion. no one, no one uh, tested, no one verified that it was or was not water. <laughs> no, that is fair. still up for fair. You know, it was a clear. He could be liquid. doing that old, that old high school trick. You look, you look. Show of hands for point Have five. Have a look. Yeah, point five. Yes, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> that, I'll take it. Yes. Thank y'all. Thank right. y'all so much. Uh, other side locks, Jack, we will see a judge that we haven't seen since The Good Wife. Not yet. Not yet. No? Okay. Uh, Keen Gunshot is involved. Was no. it? Or how, how, did dude, how did dude get killed? Or did they, did they mention it? I'm, I'm not arguing well, for it, I but I thought in the movie now. case, I don't think they ever said like how the dude got killed or just murdered. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Oh. Uh, I said memo 16, 618 comes up. Not explicitly. Not explicitly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. Uh, and as far as the overall locks go, I don't believe that there is anything uh, that even came came close. Yeah, mine shot the shit. So I need another, I need some side locks to hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going to be rolling in them. Uh, so let's uh, let's go with those. Anybody in any, in no particular order. Um, I think Carmen is going to go up to the STR Lori uninvited. Mm. Wait, wait. Are you sure you want to say uninvited? I I'm gonna add uninvited. I think I think it's gonna be um, the moment that she goes up w will not be a a planned moment from someone mm. on STR Lori. And this That's is a one. the next episode. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a one for me. It's a one for me. Yeah, wow. I think it's a one. Yeah, I'd go to one. Wow. I'm leaning point seven. Because <laughs> I, I feel like with a little you. bit with the little bit that we know of Carmen, the very little bit, that don't seem too far out. If it involves helping her client, it seems like she's willing to do whatever. So if it has to go up them steps, she'll go up them steps. So yeah. I think right. it's a likely kind of situation. So that's why it's point seven. Yeah, that's what I feel. I'm like, oh, is she not going to be taken seriously and not be answered? Like, her, you know, her call's not getting answered. She's like, well, okay, well, I guess I'll go and see myself. I don't know. I don't know. Another? I got one. <clears throat> Marissa and Carmen will get a drink. <laughs> you want alcohol? Oh, yeah, right, Tia? <laughs> I didn't say alcohol, y'all. What's going on? I said get a drink. <laughs> yeah, I, I give that a one. I think those two are going to share some share some Shirley Temples next episode. <laughs> I give it I give it a one because I think that might become a thing between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, just a reminder: one is, the, one is the highest and most difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm like I think it's like a point. Three point four. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. Point, it's point locked five. in. Point five. No, it's locked in. My oh, game is locked in yet. Point Dang five. it. <laughs> I'm a point four officially. I'm a... Oh man. Uh yeah, and I'm a point five. Uh another. Uh, um. Oh, go ahead. I, I I just had one, but I lost it in the point conversation. <laughs> I I think um. I think Mandy. Nah. Yeah. Mm. No, no. Go back. Come back to me. I can't think of it. Uh, <laughs> I remembered mine. I think uh, 
Julius uh, is gonna flub his first case back. Because mm. like he's interviewing for the family law position, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be out of his element. I think he's gonna flub it. Mm. I like that at point eight yeah. for me. Wait, you like it? It's high. Well, because I I don't think it's. I think I would be surprised if it happened. Right. Mm. Like, okay. I'm not going to be surprised if Carmen and Marissa, the two who are chatting it up and seem to really get along, go out for a drink. <laughs> and Marissa's like the one person throughout the four seasons that we see the most going out with people. So yeah. Like... <laughs> Sorry, T, you could still be Bruce. <laughs> okay, well, for, for, for Jack's sidelock, I will give it a 0.5. Because okay. Julius, I don't even think it's about Julius flubbing it up. I think there's just going to be some backlash because of the whole, his involvement when he was a judge, kind of not going along with them. So I, I can see say, it happening. I will say that is not part of my side law. The f- I'm oh. talking just <laughs> on the case level that he gets a, he gets a family, he, he's doing a divorce and he just, he fucks something up on the job. And so it could be the, it could be intentional or, but it's, Mm, so I'm going one. I'll go point seven. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, did I give a point to that yet or no? I didn't hear no. it if you did. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm gonna give it a um, give it a point seven because I don't know point eight because I don't think I, I I agree that he's gonna be rusty, but I don't see them or him immediately being in court that quickly mm. after coming back. Yeah. So yeah, point eight. Uh, uh, Keen, you got you ready with yours now? Yeah, I think um I think we'll discover that Mandy is actually the owner of Copy Coop. <laughs> ah mm. wow. Because how else anybody will agree to some shit like that in the stock room? Yeah, uh, space space is expensive. That's in Chicago. That that hasn't yeah. been turned into a like a black box theater at this point is impressive. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going one on this uh, because I I think it's just a, a fun lock in itself. It makes sense, and I didn't think of it. Yeah, I'll go one. Yeah, I'll go one. Yeah. I was going to go 0.9, but it feels like really, <laughs> now I can't, I'll go one, jeez, what the heck, one, one's across the board. Um, that leaves me, which I didn't really prepare for. Don't mess it up, Mike, it better be good, but I'm being a good side lock. Uh, I'm looking for the uh, storyline here now. I'm going to say... Marissa sings in the next episode. Mm. Ah. And that can be oh. just, just just sings. I'm going to give that. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, oddly enough, for <laughs> this show, and maybe Molly, you, you can verify this. I think of this Broadway-laden show, she may be one of the only people that doesn't do musicals. <laughs> she yeah. just, like, plays on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So in true. that case, I, I give that a one, because I think she would. She's done it before. Yeah, she has sung before. She's the only person on this show that is like full voice trying to (laughs) sing a song. Which is, it's like, it's the fact that Sarah Steele is singing more than Audrey McDonald on the show. Wild. Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Not that she has a bad voice. It's like, fine. No, absolutely. It's not six time Tony winning. uh, Yeah. Of an angel, Audrey McDonald. No, no, no. birthday Audra yeah, sorry yeah <laughs> oh, thank you for listening Audra <laughs> yeah. yeah I went to a double feature yesterday and the respect trailer played before both so mm-hmm. I got I got some Audra singing it gets you my, hyped right <laughs> yeah double to come feature? to a show where she doesn't did you see uh, the last movies? two Fast and Furious I well no it was my own double feature I just saw two movies um in the theater I saw <laughs> F9 and yeah. uh Forever Purge oof uh. You went for a holiday blockbuster kind of that kind of <laughs> thing. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I heard uh, one from Jack. Mm-hmm. Point point eight. I'll meet in the middle with a point nine. Okay. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm gonna take it down a few notches. I think I'm gonna give this a point. I'm gonna give it a point five because it already showed that she's gonna be a popular lawyer at at uh, Copy Coop 
law or whatever mm. it's called. And we already <laughs> and we saw that uh, songs is a possible oh. way to his heart. Yep. Yeah. So that's why it's oh. lower. Cause I see her possibly having to sing some type of fucking lyric to get the judge to Ooh. get the judgment. So that's fair. yeah. Can I lower mine to a point seven nope, based off of what done. Queen said? <laughs> <laughs> the vault is closed. <laughs> wow. Uh, for can anybody I, that I... has uh, that is still listening, uh, the the way that those side locks are, those are for the next episode. We score those very very low uh, on a scale of zero to one, which is what all those points are about. And our overall season locks are on a scale from one through ten, and we'll check in with those each and every episode. Uh, and this did, uh, I think, Ian, you brought up one thing that we didn't discuss that I thought was just a really fun part when Diane does her lyrics from the Grateful Dead Schultz comes in with the gambler and and Mandy's like no yeah. no 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 can can I give a side side lock based off Keen's side lock sure I, I think Marissa is specifically gonna sing a Doobie Brothers song <laughs> in the court <laughs> who likes their Doobie Brothers because we've got one of them all right, uh, that will do it for this episode. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Molly. And thank you, Keen. Thank you all for listening. Have a good week. Bye-bye.